You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. There are some of you dreams, God can use dreams to lead you, to direct you. I remember years ago, there's a brother who was part of our church when we were in London, and uh, he, got, he got fired. He was a chartered accountant. There was a prophetic word that came. Some people were going to be fired, but that, you know, it was going to be their promotion. So if anybody has been fired lately, please just get ready. That might be God's way of, of positioning you for what he has for you. Okay? So this brother was always praying at night. He would pray midnight. He'd wake up, sleep, wake up midnight and then pray and then go back to sleep. He just, he just cultivated that discipline. And one night he, he prayed and went to sleep while in his sleep. He was given the name of a company. You know, he saw himself in his dream working in this company. And he had never even heard of the company. And so what happened? The moment he woke up, he wrote, wrote the name of the company down. And he phoned the telephone directory. There was no Google that time. <laughs> yeah. He phoned, he called the telephone directory, and the telephone directory gave him the number of that company. The company actually existed. Then he calls the company to get their address. And he goes there with his CV. So when he gets there, he gets there, approaches the receptionist, and he says to the receptionist, I believe there is a job for me here. <laughs> the receptionist laughed at him. <laughs> she said, there is no job here. There was no vacancy. Nothing with... There, there, there was, there's no vacancy and there was no advert for any position. The guy just kept saying, I believe you have a job for me. So while he was busy engaging the receptionist, one of the directors just walked past. And as she was walking past, the man, uh, the, the receptionist calls this director and says to her, this man is insisting that there is a job for him here. So the director laughs and says, please, come, come to my office. And they, they go into her office. And she's just finding it funny, you know. And she says, there is no position. We did not advertise anything. But anyway, do you have your CV? Let me see your CV. So she goes through his CV. After going through his CV, she says, Although we don't have a position, I'm going to create a place for you. Come on. He says, I'm going to create a place for you. So a position was created 
for this man. And guess what? His salary was double. Huh? Double of where he was when he was fired. So sometimes it might be necessary for some people to be fired so that they can get a double income. Hallelujah. But the point is that it came in a dream. It came in a dream. Thank you, Alexa. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, God still speaks in dreams. The fact that you don't fully understand does not mean God is not using that to communicate. So, you do yourself a favor by opening yourself to this means of communication so that you don't miss God. I know many of you have become experts at hearing Him while you are awake. But there are times that you will hear Him as well when you are sleeping. Okay. So let's look at, let's go to our text, Job chapter 1. 33, okay. Job 33, and I'll read from verse uh, 14. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. Why don't we perceive when God speaks? What's wrong with man? Hmm? Man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of a night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Glory to God. So, God speaks in diverse ways. God has many ways of communicating. And there are times we don't hear Him. There are times we are just too engaged with other things. There are times we're just too, um, we're overwhelmed by our circumstances. Our situation does not allow us to hear God. Maybe some pressures of life can affect your ability. It can affect your spiritual perception. That's why it's good to be in church. Why? Because when you are in church, it's actually easier to connect. Have have you noticed that? When you are on your own, it's not that God is not at home. But you can't beat being together with God's people. There is a way he manifests himself when we're together that is different. Why? Because when we're together, the environment is, is, is in such a way that it's easier to hear God. It's easier to receive. Okay? 
So even if you stay at home, you know, you can stay at home and listen to the message online. And, you know, that's great. But how do you create the same environment at home? Are you getting my point? So if it's, if it's just information, you can receive the information. But if there is impartation and there is a kind of environment that is required for that impartation to happen and you're not able to duplicate that environment, then it can affect your ability to receive. Are you getting my point? So you never lose by being together with the same. Okay? Yeah, so there are things you will receive clearly. There, there is a way scriptures will come alive when we're together, which is different from when you are on your own. So, why am I saying that? Okay, yeah, it's important. So, the point is that there are times that we're not able to hear God. Why? The conditions have to be conducive. In order for us to receive from the Lord. The conditions have to be conducive. In order for our ears. To be able to hear. Our spiritual ears. Why do you think Jesus will be talking. And he will say. He that has an ear to hear. Let him hear. And yet he's not talking to deaf people. You see. So. um, It's important. One of the ways that he decides to kind of um, circumvent your, your inability to hear is through dreams. Isn't God merciful? Yeah, he's merciful, he's gracious. So, um, we've also, I think last week I was talking about how there are different things around us that God can use to communicate. Actually, all of nature, all of creation can be used as a means of communication. Alright? Everything God created, He can use to communicate. Why? Because He has an aspect of Him in everything. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Our God is so great that he, he decided to put himself in everything that he made. An aspect of him. So there is an aspect of God you will learn from the ant. For instance. And then there is an aspect of God you will learn from the eagle. There is an aspect of God you will learn from the lion. There is an aspect of God you will learn from the ox. There is an aspect of God you will learn from man. There is an aspect of God you will learn from a woman. There is an aspect of God you will learn from trees. There is an aspect of God you will learn from the sea, from the river. There is an aspect of God you will learn from the sky. So all of creation, God has put his signature in creation. And that is why on the judgment day, nobody is going to have any excuse. Nobody. The Bible says the fool in his heart says there is no God. (laughs) 
He's deceiving himself. Why? He's saying there's no God, but yet his heart can be, is, you know, is witnessing God on a daily basis. And so sometimes when I pray for people, for their salvation, I pray that everything around them will speak loud to them. God will use everything around them to speak to them in their dreams. There are many people that, that get saved in their dreams. In other words, they have experiences in the dream and they wake up and give their lives to Christ. Do you understand? Yeah, so God can use anything that he chooses to. He's God. And you cannot tell him how to communicate. You cannot tell him how to communicate. Many Muslims today are having dreams of Jesus. There is a village in, in North Africa, I think it's Tunisia, where the whole village had one vision of Jesus. The whole village had the same vision in the same, on the same night. So, imagine a whole village, everybody gets the same, the same dream. And they w- woke up, everybody's quiet. You know, they saw this man in white, you know, that came and was, you know, talking to them and all of that. And then one person asked, hey, man, I had a dream. He said, oh, I had the same dream. Then this one told it, then like that. That's how the whole village got saved. So dreams can make our evangelism easier. Maybe we should start praying before we go out that God will give those people dreams that will prepare them to receive the gospel. Are you following me? Yeah. It's real. It's happening all the time. On a daily basis. In fact, it has increased. It's on the increase. It happens a lot in Muslim countries. Even in Nigeria. In northern Nigeria. It's happening a lot. People are having dreams. Jesus is just walking into their dream life. And introducing himself. Amazing. We need more of such. So dreams can be clear. I told you that there are clear dreams that, uh, that don't need interpretation where you get a clear message. Alright? And then there are dreams that are symbolic. They are coded. God sometimes wants to do that. In fact, a lot of dreams are coded. I've had a few direct dreams but I've had many coded dreams. Coded dreams. So what we're dealing with when we're talking about principles of interpretation here, we are um, talking mainly of the dreams that are coded. So that you know how to decode them. How many people want to decode their dreams? You wake up and you just know this is what God is saying. And you you just do that and then you see things work out. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. God is not as far as you think he is. He's right there with you. He's right there with you all the time. It's just like you don't listen. Okay? But you start listening. I've been getting many testimonies since we started the dream series. Many people have been 
talking about how their dream life has just come alive. Huh? How many people can identify with that? Yeah. So you're now getting more dreams. It's getting... Um, it's increasing. And I'm telling you, as you are more diligent in this area, God will continue to send more dreams to you. So that you don't miss Him. You don't miss His plan. You don't miss His blessing. You don't miss what He has for you. He will send dreams to you to help you. Amen? Okay. So, I want to say this. Last week I said to you that God speaks to you concerning your assignment. Right? So God does not speak to you about another person's assignment. Why? It doesn't concern you. And He doesn't want to make you a busybody. Okay? So when He wants to speak to you, most of your dreams are going to concern you. Not so much other people. Even when you see people in your dreams, there is a way to interpret that. Okay? So, for example, if you see people in your dream, it could symbolize different things. For example, many times when people see someone in their dreams, they always think of just that person. Am I correct? It could be that it's that person, but it could also be that is not that person. Context matters. It could be that person you are seeing, but it could also be um, what that person represents. For example. Alright? If, if you see that person, and that person, let's say, is a man of God, right? So, what does that person represent? God. So, you, if you see a man of God in your dream, it could be God speaking to you. Like one time, I had, a, I had a dream, and this man of God that I respect so much, what I've realized is that men of God that I respect, I tend to see them in my dreams. So, I was now being rebuked. This man of God comes to me in the dream, and he says to me, I've told you to do this, and you have stopped. You you have refused to do it, and so and and, I, and I'm like and I'm trying to explain. Then he walks out on me. Now, in the natural, I would look at it and say, "But when did this man tell me?" You get my point, yeah. When did he tell me this? But I knew immediately. This guy has never spoken to me about that matter. Okay? But God has spoken to me about it. But now God comes using the face of this man. And you can see the authority with which he spoke. Alright? And the rebuke was strong and it was sharp. And he didn't take any excuses. And he says, I have told you. So, it couldn't be that person. Are you getting my point? So, it's who that person represents. So, when you see people in your dream, it could also 
be who those people represent. So don't be quick to wake up and make a rash decision because you saw somebody in your dream. You can miss God that way. So ask yourself, okay, is this is this, this person or is it who this person represents in my life? So you need to ask yourself those kind of questions. Okay? So then the other thing is that it could also represent their character. The character of that person. So when you see somebody, ask yourself, what kind of person is this? So God might be using the character of that person to speak to you. There might be a message coded, all right, in that person. So you need to be able to decipher that. It, it could also mean, it could also have to do with the meaning of that person's name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It could be the meaning of that person's name. So, ask yourself, the moment you, you, you have a dream and you see that person, ask yourself, if it's not the person per se, and it is not what that person represents, and it's not their character, what does their name mean? That's where the message might be. Am I communicating? <laughs> Glory to God. I'm telling you, your dreams are going to be so simple for you to interpret by the time we're done. Glory to God. And you're going to help many people as well. Because God might be warning somebody and they might not even know. But if you are able to decode the dream, then you are able to bring out the message and it will help the person. Okay? So, but if you see somebody, it could also represent the organization that that person embodies. Yeah. So what is the organization? It could be an organization. It could be a church. You know? Um, yeah, it could be. So ask yourself. So another thing is that if you see somebody, it could represent their position. It could represent their position in your life. And always understand this, whatever it is you see is linked to your life. Do you understand me? It's always linked to your life. So the message, that's why I'm saying that God does not speak to you about things that don't concern you. 
Oftentimes, it has to do with your assignment or a level of a kind of responsibility he's given to you. So he will speak to you along those lines. And I'm going to show you from the scriptures some of these things. How it works out. Amen? So when you see people in your dreams, yeah, don't be quick. That's why people, you know, I'm, 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 I'm amazed. People just wake up one day, oh, you know, this is the witch in my life. And, and you know, it's, it's so, so lame. Because God might be saying something very significant. And because they are not taking time to seek God for understanding, they are not able to, to get the message. So they go around accusing people. There are churches that have split because of a dream. There are marriages that have split because of a dream. Are you getting me? Yeah, it's all due to lack of understanding. The dream might be from God, but the interpretation is the problem. So, interpretation is a skill that you can learn, but it's also a skill that can be imparted to you by God. God can impart to you the ability to interpret, but He can also, you can also learn as you grow spiritually. Remember, I've taught you about the things of the Spirit. There are things that can come as a gift. But there are things that come by development. Alright? So that also applies to interpretation. How many people have gotten their concordance since last week? Come on. Raise your hand. Let me see. Come on. Alright. You downloaded one? or Okay. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Somebody actually downloaded one during the service last week. Immediately just search for it and, you know, download it. Start using that. You become an expert at that. Alright. So, um, why, if, if, if names are not significant... Why is it that God sometimes would change the names of people? Why would he do that? It's because names are significant. Alright? So when you see people, pay attention. Investigate. And one thing I want to say is this. If you are going to be good at interpreting, apart from knowing the scriptures, right? Being strong in the scriptures, you need to be close. You need to have a close walk with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that will bear witness with your spirit when that interpretation comes. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, the Apostle John is telling us, he says that we, uh, we have received an anointing. He says, but 
the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Okay? And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. Come on. Underline all things. That also has to do with your dreams. Okay? And it's true and it's not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So there is an anointing if you are born again, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have an anointing within you that teaches you all things. So when you have a dream, you need to connect to the anointing that is inside you. Okay? As you search the scriptures, you need to also connect with the anointing. Because your spirit needs to bear witness. Your spirit needs to bear witness with the Holy Spirit. And that way you won't miss it. You remember how I interpreted those dreams last week? How many people just, their spirits just bore witness? You just, you just, this is just spot on. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit. Okay? One of the principles that Joseph had strong in his life is that interpretations belong to God. You see, they don't belong to your mind. They belong to God. Interpretations belong to God. So they always, that's where they come from. So if you miss the interpretation, guess what? You miss the application. If you miss the interpretation, you will miss the application. So you must get the interpretation right. So as not to miss the application. Alright? So people must, if anybody is going to be strong in dreams, he must have a good relationship, a strong relationship with the Lord. With the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, and with the Father. Because that's where interpretations come from. Then you need to be strong in the word of God. You need to be. You need to. Don't go to the new age. To look for dream interpretations. One day on the radio. I heard somebody interpreting dreams on radio. Oh my God. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know. Totally deceptive. And this psychic is interpreting this dream for this person. And it it was wrong. I'll give you an example. I mean, this person, they were talking about something, seeing this snake and all of that. And this this psychic was interpreting the snake. The way the psychic was applying the the snake to, to this person's life. Oh my God. I could see deception Throughout the Bible, the snake never represented anything good. Okay? So snakes are not good things. It's maybe like 1.0.002% 0, 0, 
Huh? That it can be good. And why did I say that? Because Jesus said, be wise as serpents. So, depending on the context, it could mean wisdom. But, in most cases, it's not. It's like seeing a dragon and you want to interpret it as something positive. It's not. Okay. So, the Bible should be your guide. The Word of God. Any dream that you cannot, that contradicts the Word of God, just throw it away. Because there are principles for judging dreams as well. Okay. So, don't go to tradition to interpret your dreams. Don't go to psychics. To interpret your dreams. Alright? They'll tell you, oh, there's this wise man somewhere. He can just interpret every dream. Listen. He can't be wiser than the Holy Spirit. Alright? Yeah. So that is important. If you want to be a master of the night, a king of the night, rule over the night, then you need to follow what I'm telling you. And God will give you more wisdom. God will give you grace. God will give you understanding. Now let's look at let's look at uh, examples of how uh, dreams, how Joseph interpreted dreams. Okay? Um Genesis chapter 40. This was when um, when Joseph was in prison. Now while in prison, uh, the guy has, God has given him so much favor in prison. <laughs> was promoted in prison. Okay? Even though, yeah, Potiphar put him there, but God used that to elevate him. In life, in real life, it seemed he was going down. Correct? But in God's scheme of things, that prison was actually a ladder. You see how God works? You never judge things just by your logic and your human reasoning. Because as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways from our ways. And his thoughts from our thoughts. Alright? So God, you might think you're going backwards and in God's scheme of things, you're actually going forward. So don't allow the enemy to harass you. And people around you to put unnecessary pressure on you. Because they feel that you are going backwards. Meanwhile, in God's scheme of things, you have actually made a lot of progress. You know, I remember I had this dream years ago. I was going through a lot. And it's like in the natural, I was losing everything. I was losing everything. This was in Cape Town. 
I was losing everything, but I had this dream. And in this dream, you know what? I saw it was like a report card. And there was a tick for me. You know, I saw that I had passed. Glory to God. But naturally, it looked opposite. But in God's scheme of things, in God's preparation, in God's plan for my life, I had made progress. So if you are going to walk with God, you cannot use the natural to always judge your progress. You can miss God, I'm telling you. You can miss God. So, yeah, I remember that dream. I had like three ticks, you know? And then I heard a voice saying, two more to go. Yeah, two more to go. So I had passed most of the test. I had I had two more tests to go. Glory to God. So dreams can help you even in your dark seasons. All right, in your dark seasons, when it seems as if it's night time, things are not everywhere is so bleak. You cannot see clearly. Huh? Nothing is making sense. I'm telling you, because dreams and dreamers are kings of the night, the night time is when things are dark. The night time is when things don't make sense. The night time is when things are bleak. Pay attention to your dreams at those times. Because your dreams, God will put a message there. Keys that will help you go through that season. Am I communicating? Alright. Okay, Genesis chapter 40. Okay, let me just read from verse 1. It came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. Perfect location. It says, And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them. So they were in custody for a while. Okay? Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in prison, had a dream, both of them, each man's dream in one night. And each man's dream with its own interpretation. And Joseph came in to them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. Obviously, these people believed in dreams. Unlike our generation, right? They woke up in the morning and they were sad. 
And Joseph comes to them and says, why are you looking so sad? Why? Why? What's wrong? Why do you look so sad? So they, uh, so he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody, um, in, in, the, in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, we each have a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. Come on. That's why they were sad. They each had a dream and there was no interpreter. In other words, before they got into prison, maybe in Egypt, they had some interpreters that they could go to. Alright? Who would have interpreted the dream for them? But now they are in custody, they are in prison, and there is no interpreter. And this dream appears to be very significant. So they are, they are down, they are sad about the matter. So Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. Come on. Interpretations belong to God. You see? So Joseph's relationship with God was so strong that he didn't restrict himself. He knew, okay, fine. God has the answer to every dream. So, and we're in relationship. So tell me your dream. And the chief butler told him his dream. Huh? I told his dream to Joseph and said to him, Behold, in my dream, a vine was before me. Now, remember what I said to you. Your dream, a lot of times God will send a dream that is in, 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 uh, in line with your assignment. Okay? What you are doing or what you are supposed to be doing. Okay? So this man has a dream. He's a butler. So in his dream, he sees a vine, right? And says, and in the vine were three branches. A vine, notice that, then three branches. It was as, as, as though it bothered, it blossoms. And it shoots forth, and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph says to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Come on. Interpreters. Where are the interpreters in this house? <laughs> yeah. The three branches represent three days. So one thing you need to notice, uh, you need to pay attention to in your dreams is that pay attention to numbers as well. Because numbers are significant. Apart from people, you need to also pay attention to numbers. Numbers are significant. So he tells him that 
um, the three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. Say assignment. Hallelujah. To your place and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. So, why didn't God show the butler cows? It's, it's, it has nothing to do with his assignment. Are you getting my point? He showed him a vine and a cup and he serving Pharaoh. Glory to God. And Joseph was able to interpret it in three days. They're going to be restored. You'll be back where you were before Pharaoh brought you here. The other guy was excited to hear that. <laughs> All right. And then Joseph, I like this. Joseph adds, but remember me when it is well with you. And please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh. And get me out of this house. The guy said, no problem, no problem. If it happens, I remember you. Okay. And then he tells him about his history, how, you know, he got in there unjustly and all of that. Just to give him reason to remember him. But, well, the guy went on and enjoyed his life. All right? It says, now, when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also was in my dream and there were three white baskets on my head. Baskets. Huh? On my head. In the uppermost basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh. Come on. Baker and bread. Say assignment. You see? Baker and bread. Why didn't God show him uh, wine or vine? Nothing to do with his assignment. Nothing to do with his assignment. All right. So, where am I? Okay. Alright, it says, verse 17, And the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. That's unusual. He's carrying the basket, and the birds come while he's carrying the basket. And they start eating from the basket. 
You can imagine how uneasy it was for him in that dream. So Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from you and will hang you on a tree and the birds will eat your flesh from you. It wasn't as good as the first one. Yes. So birds there, even though the Bible doesn't tell us the kind of birds, but I can guess the kind of birds he saw were probably vultures. So how did Joseph link this? Say anointing. <laughs> That's why you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to get these things right. It's not just a mental exercise. Because understanding, I want you to understand, I want you to know this, that understanding is a spirit. Understanding is, is a spirit. It's not just a mental, uh, quality or Condition or whatever. It's a spirit that comes to your mind. That's why one of the spirits in Isaiah. Talking about the spirit of wisdom. Uh, the spirit of the Lord. The seven spirits of the Lord. Right? One of them is the spirit of knowledge. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of wisdom. Is a spirit. So when you approach dreams just as a, you know, just like you approach your one plus one, you can miss God. So you need the spirit of understanding. You need the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Isaiah 11 two. Hmm? You see, the spirit shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. So, what Joseph had was this manifestation of the Spirit. That's why he could link them like that. And that's what you need. That's what the Bible says in 1 John 2.27 that you have received. But you, do you use it? If you don't use it, no one's going to use it for you. You have to use it. Glory to God. So look at, look at, so, um, Joseph tells him, and the birds of the air are going to eat your flesh from you. I can imagine that night, I mean from that night, in three days, those were the worst three days of his life. The best thing is for him to do all the repentance. <laughs> Put his heart in order, his house in order, forgive everybody and all of that. Because, you see, when a dreamer, when, a, when an interpreter begins to operate, there is an anointing upon his life. So when he speaks, there are certain things that are definite. It's interesting. 
So you see there that the dreams were linked to their assignment. So in the same manner, most of your dreams have to do with you, even if you see other people in it. You just need to know how to link it so that you can decode the message. Amen? Let me interpret. I have some more dreams. I think what I'm going to do is that I will, some of you that sent your dreams to me, I'm going to interpret them and then send them to you. How about that? Yeah. So I'll interpret them. Or maybe we can even do a Zoom session where we deal with some of those things. Everything is significant. Pay attention to people you see. Pay attention to numbers. Pay attention to animals. Alright? Most of the time, animals always represent um, uh, the characters of people. Jesus called the Pharisees, or John the Baptist called them brood of vipers. Why was he calling people vipers? That's what they appear in the spirit. So if you see them in your dream, they will look like vipers. Okay? David talks about dogs. You know, the dogs surrounded me. He talks about the bulls of Bashan. Those are all symbolic dreams. And I see sometimes some Christians, they use those imprecatory psalms to pray and they don't understand that they are coded messages. You know, break their teeth and all of that. Those are, those are symbolic language. That's a symbolic language. Teeth can, can have to do with, uh, it, 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 it could, it could, uh, mean weapons. Okay? Or something that is there to consume. Do you understand me? So he's not just saying, go break people's teeth and jaws. He is speaking about the spiritual, it's a spiritual language. It's a spiritual language. So that's why what, what I'm teaching you is very significant because it's not going to open the Bible to you in a way. When you read your Bible now, you start seeing some things. Even when you see colors, colors are significant. For example, when you see blue, it's heavenly things. When you see green, it's, speak, it's, 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 it's also speaking of, you know, fertility of, you know, um, blessing. <laughs> Although, all these things, depending on the context, can also be negative. Do you understand? There's, there's positive and there's negative, some of the things. You see a lion, it could, it could mean the lion of the tribe of Judah. But it could also mean the devil going about as a roaring lion. Context, context, context. So the Holy Spirit, I pray that the Lord will just impart to you the spirit of understanding. The kind of wisdom that is required to master this language. To become proficient in the interpretation of dreams. In the name of Jesus. Release it over your people, Lord. Thank you, Father.
I give you praise. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Now this dream. I read it. It says. I was in a car with two ladies. Pastor Sam and Pastor Eric. Uh, uh, yeah. Pastor Sam and Pastor Eric. Pastor, Pastor Sam was telling us about how great we are going to be. He said that if they, that's the church in Nigeria, could be great, then our local church will be great as well. I responded to say, that's good news. In the dream, I understood the guy to be Pastor Sam. But when I woke up, I realized that it's not the person because the person was much lighter in complexion and had a different appearance altogether. This is the part I don't understand. Why is that person in the dream who I understood to be Pastor Sam actually, why does he actually look different from the Pastor Sam that I know? That's the end of the dream. So, that's a simple one, right? Yeah? Can, can somebody help? Who wants to volunteer? Okay, move it. A vehicle represents ministry. Okay? Yes. Okay. All right. So, in I'm asking who can help interpret this one. So the car represents ministry. Okay. All right. How do you arrive at that? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yes, definitely. It's, it's speaking of the church, right? Uh, the car in this context represents the church. So we were in that, in that car together, right? And, um, Pastor Sam was speaking. The person that appeared to be Pastor Sam was speaking. Now, and by the end of the dream, this person realized that this person looks like Pastor Sam, but actually is lighter in complexion. What does that mean? It's representation. Okay? So that's the angel that works with Pastor Sam. That was in that dream. So that angel was saying the same thing that happened over there is going to happen here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that's why it links with Pastor Sam because it's, it's the same spirit. 
It's the same spirit. So it's more of an angelic personality. Okay? Alright. One more. Let me, let me read this one. These ones are short dreams. So It says, I had a dream in which an evangelist came to my house and gave me shoes sealed in a white plastic bag and said I should give it to my husband when he goes to Mafike. Alright? I was also wondering, why didn't he give it to my husband directly? Because he was not far from where I was standing. Why would he do that? That's interesting. But that's how dreams are sometimes. Hmm? So, basically what is happening, I've told you before, you know, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15 talks about having your feet prepared with the gospel of peace. So the evangelist that came and brought these shoes, this is a, this is an assignment. Alright? This, God is telling this, God is telling this person, right, that the husband must begin to do, begin to push the Great Commission. Must begin to evangelize. Must begin to spread the good news. Especially in this place. In Mafikin. That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm sure by the time you go and um, talk to this person, they have something to do with that place. There is a connection. So it is an assignment. It's an assignment. God is giving this person an assignment. But why didn't the evangelist, alright? And we know Jesus is the evangelist of all evangelists. Okay? Why didn't he go directly? It's most likely that she is more open to the things of the Spirit or than the husband. So God is using her to pass the message across. Because if he went straight, maybe the guy won't pick it. Yeah. So this this happens. Alright? Then this other one. I had a dream in which I was given a sword with a golden handle. The sword was big and heavy. I needed both hands to hold it. I needed both hands to hold it. That's very simple. I like such short dreams. It's just one message. (laughs) Yeah. So a sword. What is a sword for? Huh? It's for battle. A sword is for war. Alright? A sword is for war and it also can symbolize the word of God. The double-edged sword. Alright? So there is this person 
might be given a particular word that is preparing, that is in preparation for certain battles. And it's going to require effort. It's going to require a lot of effort to be able to carry it. Hmm? So it's not something that you just hold with one hand. You know, and just, yeah. This one will require concentration. It will require focus. Focus attention. It will require exerted effort. So that's what this is saying. Hmm? Sorry? The golden handle. Gold symbolizes divinity. So that's to tell you it's from God. All right? So gold speaks of divinity. It speaks of God. And uh, yeah, there are other things it can symbolize. But in this context, it's from God. So that's to tell you it's divine. Okay? Let's, let's, let's do... Should I do one more? You guys are enjoying this. <laughs> okay. Alright, this one... In a, um, in, I, I had a dream. In the dream, I saw water covering the surface of the whole earth. It was lots of water. And I asked in the dream, uh, Does this mean Jesus is coming? And a voice answered me and said, No, it's a new world order. The dream has interpreted itself. It's a new world order. So the enemy is putting things in place for his own kingdom to fully manifest in the earth. Okay? Yeah. So, uh, all right. Let me give you one more. This is for the road. <laughs> one more for the road. Okay. It says, we were at, my, at our old house in Marlborough, Zimbabwe. We were supposed to be moving houses. I remember my brother there and David, a church member at the church in Zim. Somehow, it's like I was much younger, like among the kids. There were other people who were part of the family. It seemed like they were kids also. I don't remember actually seeing them, but had a sense they were there. I was playing with them before the moving truck came and the dream, I think, ended. But then I see again, it's like there's a continuation and it's, it's almost similar. They said we were at our old house in Marlborough. We we're supposed to be moving houses. You know, very like, Similar information, but then it continues. It says, uh, there were other people who were part of the family. I was playing with them before moving. the moving truck came, and my older brother, Mark, was relaxing somewhere nearby, like on those beach chairs. I don't remember where my parents were. It seemed we were 
talk, uh, we were taking our time and a bit relaxed. Then the truck came to help us move. We seemed still a bit relaxed. Oh, I think I remember. Brighton was somewhere there. <laughs> it started raining suddenly. And we're still trying to organize the move. And packing into the truck. And, 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 and we were a bit stranded in terms of moving. It's almost like only starting moving. Uh, moving our feet. Work, walking. When rain came. Then I woke up. Now, now this, this dream is loaded. It will take me a bit of time. Yeah. But the old house, old house is speaking of your past. Alright? Speaking of your past, they, um, there are things from your past. Right? And we're supposed to be moving houses. Okay? Moving from where you were, that's a good thing as well. So, your life, you're moving from where you used to be. Alright? In God's scheme of things. And there is a move. God is moving you. Right? But it's interesting that you look younger. Hmm? Now, it could be positive And it could be negative. Alright? But I don't get the sense that it's negative here. In this sense, I see more of like a... More of a... Uh, the innocence of a child. You know, the simplicity. Maybe, yeah, the simplicity of a child. So, um, remember that we need to be converted and become like little children to enter into the kingdom of God. So, obviously, there are things that have been happening in your life that is reviving that childlike um, quality that is of great value before God. Alright? So, that is what is happening in your life and you need to allow that to develop. And it's interesting that there were other people who were part of the family and they also looked kind of younger. So that means in that, in, 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 in your, um, the people around you, have developed a similar kind of heart that you have, which is which is uh, which is interesting. Hmm? And uh, you were playing with them before the truck came, and your older brother Mark was relaxing. So you notice here. I, I told you that you also need to pay attention to emotions and to feelings in your dreams. So there was a relaxation. There wasn't any. Uh, no agitation, no, you, you, there, there was no irritation, no, no, it was just relaxed. And most of the time, most of the time, children are always very relaxed. In the midst of, unless it has to do with their food or whatever. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
So that quality, even though there is a transition happening, but you are still able to maintain a relaxed composure in the midst of transition, it's a good quality. It's a good quality. So this is a good dream, actually. All right? They were, they were a bit relaxed. Uh, and it, it's interesting, a, a member of the church was there, David. And what does David mean? Beloved. So it's, it's, an, it's a loving environment. Huh? Brighton means bright town. Yeah. So obviously they were moving into a brighter... Yeah. The transition is a, is a better transition. It's transiting into a better place. So that's why I say it's a, it's a positive one. It's a good one. So just keep praying that God will you know, help you to manage whatever is happening, whatever move, whatever is happening in your life, in your, in your, in your heart, uh, individually and as a family as well. Um, then rain came suddenly. Rain. Sudden blessings, man. <laughs> it's going to come suddenly. Okay. So... Yeah, there are blessings coming your way. Glory to God. I think you have had enough for the road. Glory to God. Oh, glory, glory. Let us, let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Talk to God. Mighty God, I thank you and I bless your name. I give you praise and honor. Thank you. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for the spirit of understanding. I'm telling you, there is impartation that is taking place in your life. Even as, even as I've been speaking, God is releasing grace. He's releasing wisdom. He's releasing understanding. Receive the spirit of understanding. Receive the spirit of wisdom. God gave Daniel understanding of dreams and enigmas and riddles. Receive that kind of understanding. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Come on, ask the Lord to give you understanding. Ask Him, ask Him. You know, the Bible says, He that lacks wisdom should ask God. Who gives liberally without reproach? Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Let there be an outpouring. Let there be an outpouring of the spirit of wisdom. Let there be an outpouring of the spirit of understanding. Mighty God, understanding of dreams and visions. Let it be imparted to your people right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, we thank you. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We hallow your name. We receive. 
We receive. We receive. We receive. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Jesus, my Lord. Mighty God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to pray along this uh, Daniel chapter 1. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, he says, As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for this. Glory to God. Lord, give me understanding of all visions and dreams. Give me understanding. Give me wisdom. Yes, give me knowledge. Impart to me skill. Come on, let's begin to pray. My Lord and my God. I pray, O oh God, that you will impart to us, O oh God, knowledge, skill, mighty God, mighty God, my Lord and my God, knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, understanding visions and dreams, let it be imparted to us. Let it be imparted to us, O oh God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I bless your name. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.